Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. Welcome to the Build Your Success Podcast today. Here at this podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training events, our speaking events, and our online services. And we also do that through our special guest today. Today on the podcast, we have Andre Van Hall. Let me tell you a little bit about Andre. Andre is a native of Argentina. Andre worked in hotels in Europe, South America, and all over the USA. He went suddenly blind in 2011 and reinvented himself as a motivational and professional speaker on the subject of change. He's an avid photographer, cook, cyclist, and skier. Andre had the to abandon some of his passions and adapt to others. He now, now travels all over the Americas as the curiosity instigator. So we want to welcome the curiosity instigator to the podcast today. Thank you very much, Brian. I'm delighted to be here with you. And uh, thank you very much for this opportunity to exchange some thoughts. That is wonderful. And I and I believe my friend John Geese recommended you for the podcast. Is that right? Do I remember that right? That is correct. Uh, yeah. John is, is my accountability partner. It's great. I, I love having accountability partners. And, and John was a great guest on the show. So uh, that's going to be a wonderful episode as well. But let's let's dive into this. We're going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Andre Van Hall? You know, it's uh, we are all leaders, right? We all lead in 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 different ways. But leadership to me is the ability to create a vision for other people to want to follow and be with you in the process of creating that change. Uh, of course, I speak about change and change is the thing, but uh, it, everything that we do is about changing. Uh, you know, if you're building a dam, you, you're, you're, cha you're changing the, the, the elements that form the concrete into something that then gets poured into eventually being a dam. And uh, that is the change. But it takes leadership to create the vision for somebody to say, this is what we want to create. Do you want to follow me into making this happen? And uh, you can lead, uh, there's different ways of leading. You can lead through fear. And uh, that has uh, very quick results, but I think it's very short-lived. And, and it creates, of course, resentment. And uh, But leadership by example and, and creating a vision so that people want to follow you, that they buy into what you are selling is uh, what I think is the most important aspect of leadership. I think that is great that, that buying into what they are selling is just one of those things. We, we've said it a few times here on the podcast, but you can choose to lead, but someone else has to choose you as their leader. And so I think once you cast that vision, then people get to make a choice. What you said here in your application was awakening the curiosity of the team and encourage them to take initiative. And I like that as well. It's both both what you said and what you wrote. They, they just complement each other really well. Yes. And, and you know what? And, and that word initiative is, as a matter of fact, I am uh, starting a new book on, on the word initiative because I, of course, I speak about change. And I think that if you're not curious, you're not changing. 
But I've also come to the realization that I can really wake up your curiosity or you might be curious innately. But if you take no initiative, it's just this curiosity. So it is you, you need to be able to take people from curiosity to initiative so that real change is happening. And that is what I think is the sign of a true leader. That, that's great. I, I appreciate that. I love that to, to take them from, to the initiative part of that. That's wonderful. I think we always have to have action to complement vision. And so that, that's wonderful, Andre. Well, Andre, just so the guests get a, a real understanding, you know, I kind of skimmed over it in your bio introduction, but, but tell us about that you went blind in 2011 and you had to reinvent yourself. Let, let's have a conversation around, you know, what happened there and, and how, you, how you've reinvented yourself over this time. So, you know, I mean, it's a, I'm an avid cyclist and I, I went on a bike ride, found myself at the top of a mountain ahead of my friends and I lay down to contemplate life and everything was great, but I didn't realize that massive changes were happening inside of my body. And it's something called non-arteritic anterior ischemic optic neuropathy, short for NAION. And uh, that uh, by the next morning, something was off with my eyesight. Many doctor visits later, they told me you'll be blind in two weeks. As you can imagine, it's devastating, right? You're on top of the mountain, both metaphorically and physically. And uh, all of a sudden, you're told that your world is going to be turned upside down. And uh, everything that you believed in now, all of a sudden, changes. Um, and it was dramatic. It, uh, it was um, a, a very difficult thing. And uh, I got sucked into the darkness of, uh, you know, that cesspool of the toxic emotions of fear, uncertainty, anger. And, uh, and the question is, how, how do you dig yourself out of that? You know, and uh, a year after I went blind, I lost my job. And then a little bit later, I got a, a nasty cancer. They did the surgery. They thought they got it. And then they metastasized. And I had to go through a year of uh, uh, immunotherapy with a trial drug. Uh, so you, you, it, it tries you, right? And, and it pushes you to the edge of um, what's going on. And, and you, you, it's so hard to avoid the why me question. And, uh, but, People were extending their hand and saying, let me help you. Okay, Andre, why don't you and I go ride on a tandem instead of uh, you having to hang up your bicycle forever and I'm pushing back. And people say, Andre, why don't we help you get a guide dog? And I'm pushing back and my wife, family. And, you know, we had been talking in, in, in my Bible study group a few months before about, uh, you know, what is humility? And the definition that I like the best is the ability to accept help. Man, was I not a humble man at the time. And uh, so when people were trying to help me, instead of being humbled by their offer, I felt humiliated. What do you mean I can't do it? What do you mean there is a limitation to what I can do? So I had to learn to, to be humble. And uh, so that was one of the most difficult steps uh, that um, you, you, you have to allow the world around you to embrace you. And uh, it's, 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 again, I think it's a sign of leadership is when you understand what your weakness is and that uh, you let others then take charge and take responsibility for part of your life so that you can move on and move forward and continue to do what you were doing before. Wow. You mentioned that, that cesspool of toxic and toxic emotions and, you know, you talked about choosing to find alternatives. I've always heard the term, you can choose to be bitter or you can choose to be better. Yeah. But you introduced this to me today 
you can choose to be humiliated or you can choose to be humble. Yes. And I, and I like that, that thought there, you know, I, I, people have a pride in their nature, you know, we're proud people. And so to, to accept the help that we need sometimes is, is humiliating. It can feel that way. Yes. And, and yet we need to be humble and accept help when it's there for us. Hey, if someone wants to help you by all means, accept that gift and that, that care and love for you. You know, and it's, and it's interesting. So when my kids were in fifth grade, I live in Colorado and we have severe droughts in Colorado, despite the water behind me right now. And, uh, it, it, uh, so our kids in fifth grade are taught about water conservation and uh, they get sent home with, uh, the restrictor for the shower head that, uh, they came with instructions on how to install it and aerators for the uh, faucets in, in the kitchen and in the bathroom. And it is humbling when your fifth grade child comes home and is teaching you about water conservation and is insisting why it is important that you embrace water conservation. And when you start to understand the dynamic of how powerful that is, and you open yourself up to let your entire team challenge what you're doing, not you as a person necessarily, but your organization. And it is a humbling experience then when all of a sudden everybody participates in bringing change about, rather than it coming from the top down and you having to be the source of everything. So it, it is uh, opening yourself up to letting others challenge you and through that help you see a different light. I think it's, it's, it's truly uh, such a powerful tool that we underestimate so many times. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Andre, that is wonderful. And, and I'll be open and transparent here. Early in, in my leadership career, I thought I had to know, I had to have all the answers. Yes. And, and I learned very quickly, I don't have them. And, and when you can lean on others, even though they may report to you, or in your case, the chil your children, uh, they have ideas and they have great, wonderful ideas that you just don't have. Yeah. And so include them and, and let them be a part of that and be humble enough to accept that help. That, that's, that's just marvelous. I, I love that thought. Yeah, and the thing is, it's uh, so many times when when we are that young executive it, it coming up and we want to pretend that we know the answers and the veterans see right through you. They, 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 they see that you're fudging and that you are going to fail and eventually they're going to let you fail, you know, and, uh, and, and you're going to stumble. And why go through the pain of stumbling? And uh, so if, if I am blind, I'm in the dark, and I need to learn to use a cane. Why not learn to use a cane and let somebody teach me rather than me doing it the hard way by walking into furniture and getting all the bruises of the black and blues, metaphorically speaking, right? Yes, yes. 
And, and, you know, when I think about the whole, the leadership aspect of, you know, letting someone and in today's environment, a lot of people are transitioning their careers because of the changes that have happened in our world globally. And it's not in, in the past, we've always thought that, you know, wisdom comes from the aged and it's, you know, the, the elder is the teacher. Yeah. However, in this, in this environment, you know, someone can teach me a whole lot about technology and, and other skills that I just don't have at my age that I can learn from a younger person. And and it's, and it's not humiliating to do that. It's actually humble to do that. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, I am, as you mentioned, I am a speaker and I speak on change. And uh, so I, I tell people, I say that there's two very important things to bring change about. And, and one is intellect, right? And the other one is curiosity. But I say that they both are crucial in the decision-making process. But intellect, is so if, when you drive a car, you have two pedals. You have a brake and, and an accelerator, gas pedal. And uh, they're both important to get your car to go places, right? If you only have the accelerator, you're going to crash. If you only have the brake, you're not going to go anywhere. And uh, so I liken it. I say that your intellect is the brake. And your curiosity is what propels you forward, is the, is the accelerator, is the gas pedal. So you have to have both, but you have to allow curiosity to take a bigger role than intellect. So when somebody comes to you with an idea and they say, hey, you know, I'm curious, I think we should try this. Your intellect is going to come in and say, oh, we tried it before, it's too costly, we don't have it in the budget, we don't have the time, we don't have the resources, whatever. And the more you apply that break, the less that curiosity is going to bubble up and, and allow that transportation to happen. So that's why I think that curiosity is such a powerful, awesome tool and that uh, we, we need to guard against the intellect killing the, the, the drive of curiosity to challenge how we do things and to let other people come in and bring ideas to us. I love that analogy of the the brake and the accelerator. That that's what makes it what I call Brian proof. I can understand that. <laughs> I tell you, you know, one thing that I've been trying to convince myself to do is when when I do have that thought of we've tried it before, but but I I re say to myself in that in that inner mind that voice we have, what if it could work this time? What if there's something that's changed right. that now it, it's the it's the appropriate time for this to work? So that's great. Yeah. Andre, on your application, and for the, anyone listening today, you can become a, a guest on the, the podcast. All you have to do is go to our website, buildcs.net, fill out our application. We're going to tell us what you're passionate about. We're going to make sure that lines up with our mission here, and then we'll invite you on the on the show. But but in, a, in your application, Andre, you said life is not what happens to you, but how you handle it. Yes, so, uh, definitely. You you can speak to that in your situation and, and the man, all those hard life circumstances that have been dealt you, not, not only the blindness, but the cancer and the treatments and the failed treatments. I mean, just prepared you for being able to tell some of the rest of us how maybe we shouldn't complain as much. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's uh, again, you know, we we have a choice, right? The, the, we always have choices and we can go the path of darkness or the path of light. When I was on that gurney, uh, uh, so I went to four doctors on that first day and they all dilated me and did tests, okay, whatever. And 9.15 at night, I'm lying on the gurney at the local hospital with intravenous in my arm. They tried to salvage some of my eyesight, but the verdict is in. Diagnosis is you will be blind in two weeks. And I'm crying, right? I'm desperate. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's the end of life as I know. 
And all of a sudden I thought it was a stupid joke and I laughed out loud and the nurse comes over and says, oh, what's going on? And I told her the joke and we're laughing. She brings out the nurses, we're laughing. The doctor comes in, she wants to know what's going on. And for the briefest of moments, I let light back into the darkness of my despair, right? I was laughing and, and it dawned on me that I truly did have a choice. Did I want to go the, the road of self-pity? And trust me, I went down that road for a long way, but I allowed rays of light to come in. And the more of that light you let in to illuminate, the, to brighten your life, the easier it's going to be. And you know, there are times that the despair and the change is truly difficult. Lose a child, lose a, lose a loved one, okay? How can you let any light in? And uh, it's like, oh no, I need to let the darkness envelope me and, and I have to mourn and, 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 and you self-impose the darkness. But one day at some point in time, you've got to give yourself permission to let a ray of light in and then another one. And slowly but surely take the path of light and totally reject the darkness. It's hard. And, uh, and, and it really, I mean, you know, to, to be blunt, it sucks, but you have the power and it is choice. And that's why I'm saying, I feel that curiosity is what pokes the holes into the darkness. It's the moment when, when people started to challenge me and to say, Andre, you need to learn to use a cane. And, and Andre, why don't you start riding a tandem instead of, of giving up bicycle riding? And Andre, why don't you pick up a new hobby instead of photography and rejecting, rejecting, but slowly but surely you start getting curious about, well, what if, what if? And those little what ifs are the ones that allow you to start to become free and, 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 and get rid of that darkness. Sorry, it was a very long answer to a simple question. Andre, it was a beautiful answer. I, the analogies you use there, and I love that curiosity pokes holes in darkness. Uh, just love that. You know, we, we do that, like you alluded to, lo the loss of a child, loss of a loved one, family member, all the things that, that just happen in life are real. And there is a, a time of mourning, yes. but it shouldn't be the rest of your life. And I, I think that's the choice you're asking us to make as you have made that, you know what? You, you got to get over this. You got to poke those holes of curiosity in, in your darkness. I love that thought. Yeah. And you know, and it's, it, it's sometimes so easy to say, you know, wow, the universe has aligned against me, you know, but at some point in time, you've got to realize we're so insignificant. The universe has no time for us. Okay. It's us. I mean, it's, it is, it's happens. It's, it's just, some people are going to have these circumstances happen and there's nothing, there's no ultimate power aligning against you. Therefore, it is up to your power. It is your decision to decide how much are you going to let that darkness push you back as opposed to you saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, it's up to me. It's not up to anybody else. There's no exterior strength that is going to come and help me. I have to do it from the inside. And I decide if it's universe against me or if it's me that needs to pick myself up and change the situation that I'm in. That is great. I want you to tell the listeners, when we first met a few weeks ago, you told me about this bike trek you had done. It's not just any bike trek. This is riding the Rockies 400 mile bike trip and you did it with tandem. 
Yes. So, so first of all, tell us about that trip, what, what it is. And then I want to ask you a question after, after you kind of give us a summary of what it is. It's right. The Rockies it's the, this year it's every year. It's a different route and it's in the mountains every year, every day you go over at least one mountain pass, sometimes 12,000 feet or higher. And uh, the last day we did three mountain passes. Okay. And uh, it was 9,000 feet elevation gain total. So, uh, you know, in over the six days of the ride, the 418 miles, we gained a total of 27,000 feet of elevation gain that is higher than Mount Everest. So we climbed that equivalent on a bicycle in a mountain. And on a tandem, you know, going downhill, uh, we got clocked this year at 63.8 miles an hour. And that's crazy. Okay. So going downhill, we're unstoppable, uncatchable. But going uphill, grannies pass us smiling okay <laughs> and uh, i mean it is hard work and and it, for me all the credit goes to the captain so in a tandem the the person in the front is the captain the front in the back in the back is the stoker i'm the stoker and all the credit goes to my captain tom day who chooses to give up his individual bicycle to take an aspiring speaker to be behind him for six days in a row climbing mountains and uh, it is hard work. It is hard work, but it is uh, it is absolutely glorious when uh, you know you know you've accomplished something. And not only do we do the ride, but I belong to a group we call ourselves Team Samaritan House. And uh, this year it was about forty three of us on the team, and uh, we uh, each have to raise a minimum of fifteen hundred dollars. And uh, so the last seven years. We raised $1.4 million for the homeless shelter in Colorado, in Denver. And uh, so we get double satisfaction, right? The satisfaction of knowing that we've conquered the mountain, but also that we're alleviating the, 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 making life a little bit better for people that are truly in need of help. That is fantastic. So that, that leads me to my next question. You know, a tandem bike, I've ridden tandem. I certainly hadn't ridden that far at all. Uh, but it has its benefits and it has its positives and it has its negatives Yes, as with anything in life. So share with us what some of the, the challenges were with, with the tandem bike, but also, you know, what, what you benefited from. <laughs> you know, in, in, uh, in, 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 in tandem parlance, it's called a divorcicle. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, Tom and I, uh, you know, we jocularly uh, say that uh, we every year after Ride the Rockies, we get divorced from our relationship of uh, riding together. And uh, for a month, we don't want to see each other. And uh, it, uh, it is, 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 is a stressful thing to, uh, to get to learn to ride a bicycle together like that. And um, I, I had a friend of mine, Tim, the different captain, and he's the first one that challenged me and said, Andre, let's you and I do this 100-mile bike ride on a tandem. And this was part of the time when I was not being humble. And I pushed back and I realized, you know, I can sit at home on the couch growing fat or I can show some humility and get on the back seat of a tandem. But I was a CEO and uh, I'm a charged kind of person. And the back seat is not where I want to be. And uh, so you've got to learn to compromise that when you're in the back seat, you are in the back seat. You're not in charge of the gears, the brakes. And, but the thing is that the captain has to realize that they have an awesome responsibility too. They are responsible for my safety. 
and uh, but also for getting us where we want to go. So it's important that the captain is not trying to set the pace that I cannot keep up with. So Tim was a 23 times Boston Marathon runner, awesome, awesome athlete. And we go on the bike path and I'm going like, Tim, the, the, the cadence you set, you, you're going at is, is, is brutal. I cannot keep up with it. And if Tim is not listening to me in five miles, we walking the bike because I'm spent. So when you're in charge in a team, in a group, in a tandem, it's important that you communicate with your team. Now, it's okay for Tim to challenge me and to say, Andre, let's try this gear. But I think it's just as important that humility for Tim to be prepared for him to challenge him back and to say, okay, but what about that gear? And that is the communication that has to happen within a team for transportation to happen. And Tim and I started to converse and, and we started to move forward much faster and faster. And there's nothing more efficient than a tandem on a straightaway that is not a climb. We started passing every single bicycle until we got to the stupid short climb of Chatfield Dam and we argued all the way to the top, right? So there's Someone always gonna be change in your life. Just as things are going smoothly, there's gonna be a climb. There's gonna challenge the way you were doing things and you need to adapt to the new reality. So that's those are, I think, the key things. I've got a picture that I show in my talk. It's a tandem, and the two riders are back to back to each other. And uh, and and I I feel that so many times in life, whether it's in your uh, marriage, uh, in at work, or whether it is the United States Congress. Okay, if the bicycle is the United States Congress, and the Republicans are the captains, and the Democrats are the stokers, they're both patriots. They both believe their way is the way to save the country. But unless they're willing to communicate, right, and to challenge each other and to listen to each other and to compromise, that bicycle is not going to go anywhere. So those are the lessons learned from the tandem. There's so many lessons in there. We, we probably could have a whole nother podcast on that. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But, you know, I, you know, you, I just had this thought when you started talking about Republicans and Democrats. It used to be that, that our politicians could have a debate and there wasn't hate. And yeah. it just seems now it's it's like we, we can't even agree that we're all Americans and we all should be going in a, in a path forward for America, not for a single party. That, hey, that's that's great news there. Hopefully uh, many of the listeners will, uh, will adhere to that. But Andre, it was great having you on the podcast today. I want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about you. So for those that are watching on YouTube, I pulled up his website and those listening will include this in the show notes, but it's andrevanhall.com. Andre, what can they find there at your website? Oh, my, that's a, my biography, pictures of my guide dog and uh, Crimson and, uh, and his story. And then, uh, you know, demonstration videos of my talk and testimonials and my book. I have a book. Uh, it's uh, The Curiosity of Change. It's available on Amazon. And uh, so a whole plethora of information is uh, my, my website. I hope it's all inclusive and gives you all the ways to contact me. That is wonderful. And for our listeners, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, go over there, give us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with others. Wow, Andrew has poured some light on us today. I want you to share that with your friends, family, and coworkers. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. And stay curious. 
Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.